0: everybody and welcome to episode 27 of the kitchen gods podcast every week or so ken and i go through and take a deep dive into history that is either affecting uh what you're eating or how you're eating or who you're eating with i don't know anything, anything. <laughs> <laughs> I was how, is, how is it
1: affecting who i'm eating with i'm just curious on well that
0: last one. or who you're not eating with. all
1: right let's go that's I true could go that's true Either. A lot of people, a lot okay. of a lot of these actions have, you know, taken people's lives. So swill milk, we would be yeah. with different ancestors.
0: <laughs> and I wonder too if, if things like swill milk or things like systemic problems with spoilage of food have led to any kind of evolutionary changes huh. in us to change what we're able to tolerate eat and not eat. Like, I mean, I have a, a hard time with lactose, and apparently, yeah. you know, my ancestry from where it's from, mm-hmm. milk was hard to get. So mm-hmm. why develop that? I don't
1: know. Interesting. Mm. I, yeah. I can hypothesize. Yeah. But I dig it. How are you doing? How, <laughs> was, how was your Christmas?
0: It was great. Uh, Christmas was good. New Year's was fun. We, uh, yeah, presents are still rolling in from nice. everybody. yeah. Delays. Far flung. Yeah. It was very much a male in Christmas.
1: Yes. Yeah. yeah. And you? you yeah. It, time? Yeah, it was great. We did, um, you know, we wrapped up Hanukkah for for the kids. We had usually start with like a larger gift. On night one, and then they get a decent one on on the last night. But this year, uh-huh. this year we kind of ramped it up slowly. And and the first night they were like, Isn't "Socks!" Isn't the <laughs> first night supposed to be a decent gift and not you know <laughs> socks? You know. But uh, on the last night, they got Alex got a new computer, which he desperately needed. <gasps> wow, yeah, that was a big one. What he was tolerating with his old computer was mm-hmm. not humane. Uh, and Phoebe got a hamster, so. Yay! Yay! It
0: was a hamster's name.
1: Hamster's name is Trail Mix.
0: And does he taste like Trail Mix? Crunchy and everything. Is he crunchy. Yep. Yeah. Yep. He's,
1: yeah. He's he's a he's a cute little dude. Um,
0: I love them so much. They're so cute. Yeah,
1: and he's a Syrian. So I think you you have a dwarf, right? So, yes. Yeah. So he's a little. Ours is
0: small and antisocial.
1: Yeah, ours <laughs> is l- larger and slightly antisocial. One of Phoebe's gifts was a pop out play pen.
0: That's mm-hmm.
1: it's like five feet across, and it's big enough for her to sit in there.
0: It's like a baby pool.
1: Yeah. Basically, but it's, but it's it's mesh on the sides, which he can climb, which I don't quite get because it's made for hamsters. And he, but you know, when he can, <laughs> he, take, see he can take a flying leap <laughs> at it and get <laughs> and get latched on. Yeah. So, but Phoebe can be in there with him. She's more skittish uh-huh. than he is, which is which is funny. She he comes close and she gets all tense. Yeah. Um, but um, he
0: can smell the fear on her.
1: Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. But he's you know he's he's very he's very gentle and will let you pet him. And you know, that's sweet. And... Anyway, enough about hamsters. Nice. Yeah. What's up for uh, tonight?
0: Very cool. So actually what what gave me the thought for tonight's podcast, the idea was we got a um, gift package from my husband's brother, Art, who lives in Norway now. About three or four years ago, we went for a um, a kind of celebration of my mother-in-law's birthday and uh, kind of family reunion and stuff. And he just stayed. He didn't come uh, the, back.
1: Your, your with Eric's else. brother stayed.
0: Yeah, my that's cool. my brother in law Art. So yeah, he stayed. He went back to college. He's teaching art now. Wow. He's fully, you know, completely immersed in Norwegian culture, and it's awesome. It's that's it's
1: pretty cool.
0: Yeah, we're like, hmm, because they have a dual citizenship. Eric and his uh, his brother do because his mother oh. is still nor- a Norwegian citizen. That's cool. So if it gets really hairy, I was going to say, yeah, out. Uh, poof. I'm surprised, yeah. well, I'm he surprised could, at least. you're still here. Well,
1: well you could figure out a way to to, to hitch a ride. <laughs> I'm sure.
0: I don't know. He keeps telling me there's absolutely no way. Oh, and,
1: uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> He'll
0: call and, me and, from there with a plan. <laughs> and
1: <laughs> and slowly to... <laughs> clothes are disappearing out of his closet and money out of the bank account. Yeah, I know. I don't
0: get it, but, you know. He'll figure it
1: out. He'll figure it out at I some point. Yet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So, Art sent us this amazing package. One of the things that he sent with us is this mama. And what mm. I'm holding up is a foot long candy bar, Freya candy bar. And anyone who's been to any of Scandinavia oh. knows this candy bar. Freya Fricklafer. It's a milk chocolate with hazelnuts. It's just, it's ubiquitous. It's Norwegian. How many Norwegian chocolates are there? Not very many. Mm. Uh, and this is by far
1: the most I wouldn't even would be able to that popular. one. That's- It looks delicious. And I just saw the package. It
0: is delicious. And the reason it's so delicious is, I don't know about you, but milk chocolate for me Mm -hmm. can be a little bit insipid, a little bit too sweet. But they have a special process for caramelizing the chocolate. Mm. And it gives you this lovely depth of flavor. Nice. Absolutely delicious. It's one of our favorite things. I can't believe this bar has survived.
1: I was about to ask you, when did you get this package?
0: Uh, we got it about a week ago. Um, and and I just I want guess. just
1: for the record,
0: it was not the only one we got. Yeah. Oh, okay,
1: thank goodness. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, you know, you know, Michelle just held up a giant sealed candy bar, and it's been <laughs> in her house for a week. So you know,
0: but it's my son's favorite. So I was like, we have to wait until after the podcast, and then you can crack it open. Yes,
1: you could have just saved the wrapper because you know they because they, <laughs> the, the people listening can't see you. They and we could have we could have lied to them, but we're very. I honest I am the
0: worst liar. I know ever i actually i uh yeah, i can't use i'm with like, you you know all right so this is an aside that i might edit out but nope, the only time i ever stole anything and ever like bald-faced lie hold on
1: is, are we past the statute of limitations can you, can you yeah and, us? and my parents know about it now oh okay
0: sure. so right. i was i was uh it must have been like nine or ten mm-hmm. and my school was selling those stupid candy bars right they like yeah the almond candy bars and so i had this big box and i brought them home i sold like one or two mm-hmm. I tried one. Okay. And then I tried another one. And then I took the whole box with me into the closet and I ate the entire box. Wow. Of chocolate bars. I felt amazing.
1: Uh, I was, <laughs> was So good.
0: good. <laughs> no, I did. I was like it's, between, this between is the so between the
1: adrenaline and the endorphins from the chocolate. Oh my goodness.
0: Oh my goodness. And then and then you know it struck me I've just done something really terrible and these are, I don't have money to pay for these and they're going to find out. And and this is really bad. And now I've eaten all this chocolate. And so I I went and told my mom, like, yeah, I was robbed. No. (laughs) (laughs) Like somebody stole my chocolate mom and she's like, oh, that's terrible. I'm like, yeah,
1: it's really
0: bad. So I'm going to need 20 bucks Did you wipe your face off first? Yeah, I know. I'm like, (laughs) yeah and she's like why are you like mustache? to tell me that? i'm larping <laughs> <laughs> she's like oh it was it was traumatic uh and it took me it took me like 15 20 years to come clean wow you tell her about it like, remember those say? candy bars she's like, she's like i don't remember did you, her, did you
1: give her her 20 bucks back <laughs> no of course oh, not, man yeah uh, so anyway like chocolate yeah.
0: chocolate and i have a <laughs> history i guess so freya yeah freya 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 you may know her as the norwegian goddess i don't Norse goddess no <laughs> no you're not up to up on your uh your no i know thor goddesses.
1: dated natalie portman and that's as far as true. i go right
0: it's true yeah. and and that's why she's dead now uh so freya <sighs> give it away she's not so Freya is. The most powerful, or one of the most powerful, Norwegian goddesses. She is in charge of Folkvanger, uh, which is Valhalla for soldiers who died well, not valiantly. If you died valiantly, if you were going to get the, you know, you, or medal of valor, so can you, you go to Valhalla. can you
1: get from what was it, folklore? Uh,
0: Folkvanger?
1: Folkvanger, Folkvanger, yeah, Same thing. Folk, <laughs> can you get from Folkvanger to Valhalla? Like, is there is there is there a path? Or like, or is, no. or is it once you go, you're either you're either in. If you die, if, you're, if you were pretty good, you went there. But if yes. you're really good, you went to Valhalla. You
0: go to Valhalla. So Valhalla yeah. is like the VIP room. Got it. Folkvangr's heaven. Room. Got it. And then everybody else who died not in battle wouldn't necessarily. They didn't really have hell. You, but but Hela would come and collect you. Mm, take yeah. You somewhere. So that was like the underworld. So Freya, she's the goddess of love, of fertility, of sex, of war, and of gold. So whenever she needed some coins, she would just cry and her tears would come out as
1: gold. That is certainly a convenient power.
0: Isn't it? And if I was Freya, I'd be doing that all the time because her chariot is pulled by giant cats. And that would just have me like tearing up (laughs) all the time. But yeah, big cats. And I don't think like tigers, I'm thinking like really large house cats. Like
1: large, okay.
0: Tabbies are like hauling her all over the place. She is the head concubine for okay. Odin. She wants to have this necklace made, and so right. she can cry gold. She's like, it's going to be a banging necklace. No so she brings this gold and silver to these four dwarves who are the you know they make mjolnir and all the other Nordic magic tools okay. and such. She's like, make me this magical necklace, and they're like, okay. For a price, you have to spend one night with each of us. Oof. So dwarves are jerks, Man, nasty little misogynistic dwarves.
1: Misogynistic little twerps. Yeah.
0: So she's like, all right, whatever. All right. So she spends a night with each of them. <laughs> and she's in return, she's right, like, you know? yeah, you know, it's like. <laughs> uh, so in return, they give her Brisingamon. And Brisingamon is what the name of the this beautiful necklace is. And it has all sorts of powers. It can be bring people back from death. When was the last
1: time you named your own jewelry?
0: I, I do it all the time. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> this is Jojo, my brain, and this is Slappy, my bracelet. <laughs> slappy bracelet. So anyway, so she gets this amazing jewelry. Uh-huh. People take notice. Loki finds out how she got yeah. it. Loki finds out, and, and Loki, being a jerk, runs off to Odin. and He's, he's like, hey, jerk, she got man. it from these dwarves she slept with. That's not cool. And Odin is just disgusted. Yeah. He's like, you'll get it. Go, go get it for me right now. So Loki turns himself into a fly okay. and hides out in her favorite little copse of trees in this little shaded area. All right. And she mm-hmm. finds the, he finds the necklace, brings it back to Odin. Okay. And when she goes to relax later in the day, she realizes it's gone, mm. flips out because she paid a pretty steep price yeah, no for kidding. this necklace. She and goes to she Odin to find she, another
1: four dwarves like that.
0: Right? Yeah. <laughs> How many were? Dwar- it was sleepy, <laughs> sleazy, crummy, <Letchry>. and jerky. <laughs> yeah, lechery. Um, so she she runs to Odin and she's like, you got to help me find this necklace. It's really important to me. He's like, all right, well, I have it. And you can have it back if you can make two kings fight each other. And each of these kings has to have 20 kings also fighting on his behalf. So you have to have 42 kings fight each other mm-hmm. for all eternity or until Ragnarok. yeah thank you yeah. until Ragnarok
1: right she says okay
0: she casts a spell on king Hogni and king Hyoman, and they fight for 143 years <sighs> and every old, time one of them man. is knocked down yeah. the the necklace will bring them back to life and they have to continue fighting That's nonstop exhausting. for all of eternity it's it's absolute hell for them but luckily eventually the only person who could actually kill them has to be a Christian. King Olaf Tryggvason uh-huh. is one of the first Christians, and he travels to their plane and manages to kill them and finally put them to rest. Oof. And then he comes back to our plane and proceeds to be the king of Norway. So King Olaf is a real person.
1: Is a this is a real dude, and mm-hmm. and so he's. He's a crossover into Norse mythology as the slayer of these two cursed kings, basically, and and all of their and little twenty kings, king, their kin niggits. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, nice. So, because he's a Christian, he's able to break Freya's pagan curse. Nice, yay! So Olaf
1: is our kitchen god because he no oh.
0: could be, but uh, <laughs> no, he was actually the great. Not even a real
1: god. We have you no, had, I, hold on a second. We had actual gods in this and none of them and they're not our kitchen god.
0: I know <laughs> come on,
1: you missed the but big opportunity time. here.
0: You're right.
1: <laughs> Man. She was the she was the goddess of love, sex, and buttercrackers. Like that's sausages. <laughs> yeah, sausages. And <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yep.
0: Okay. Freya. Got it. Freya. Our queen of chocolate. Yes. Our, our goddess of chocolate. So naturally they named Freya chocolate after her, because sure. she slept with four know. dwarves. Why not? Right, um, that's makes would, the biggest. Because she was smooth <laughs> a little nutty. Uh, so there's yeah. Anyway, there, there's more than one retelling of this story in different uh-huh. poems uh, and whatnot. So we know that it's it's probably all true. It all of they all happened. Yep. And any of the survivors would have gone on to eat a quick lunch, and quick lunch is. The other kind of Norwegian candy bar mm. uh, is
1: competing brands. No, it's oh. the
0: same. It, it, they fall under uh-huh. the same brand. Okay. Yeah. kvik lunch. So kvik lunch. Oh my gosh. The average Norwegian eats at least nine a year. Okay. Three of which over the Easter break. All right like pounding these chocolates and chocolate is kind of the perfect hiking food and scandinavians are crazy for hiking mm. they have all of these hut to hut hikes that you can yes, do be-
1: um, why not hike there while you're there it's like it's, it's beautiful it Seems like the best way to get from place to place there
0: yeah you're just exhausted wow. from hiking. So everything tastes great after that but these quick lunch are kind of perfect backpack sized five by five five by six it's kit kat bars they Ooh. came out in 1937 two years after kit kat uh-huh. and kit kat would actually go on to uh patent their waiver technology <laughs> their four finger break apart technology Got it. uh and recently someone you know that it was ruled that you can't patent that that's a ridiculous thing to patent But I can't still, for y-
1: all of the the kit kat and quick lunch knockoffs then
0: Right? Yeah. They're going to be everywhere. Everything's in finger form.
1: Yeah. I like things that you can break apart and take with you and pretend you're only going to eat one, but eat four. Mm-hmm. No, sitting. just one more. Yeah. Okay.
0: Just one more. Have you, ever, so
1: have you ever eaten a Kit Kat or a quick lunch without breaking the pieces apart and just actually bitten into it like a... Like, like, oh, are like, you like an animal? Yeah. Se- <laughs> I haven't I can't I can't even like I'm trying to picture what that would be like just like biting into it knowing that you could just break them up into individual pieces and for some I'm going to do it tomorrow psychological satisfaction let I'm us know how it, it goes you should you should Instagram that as a story okay. I want to see you biting into a Kit Kat like a heathen <laughs> We'll
0: see what happens yeah what if suddenly my hair is naturally curly right it's it, gonna you know something has to happen.
1: you might be the first person to ever do that
0: Maniac.
1: I don't know. i have so never I have never seen anybody do that. Maybe. All right. But it was they were the
0: they same. were very similar. But quick lunch is bigger. The fingers are larger. Okay. Uh, but it's still these kind of wafers with chocolate and sugar, and they sell f- over 50 million bars a year. True.
1: That's a lot.
0: That is four to five hundred tons over. I'm sorry, four to five hundred tons during Easter alone. Wow. Easter's like a big our, candy like holiday can there, yeah. in Norway. It's also a huge duty-free player. Any mm. duty-free, you know, any of the airports you go to, it's it's nothing but Quick Lunch and Freya Chocolate, as far as the eye yeah, can see. I need to Or go. any of the other brands that they own. When
1: the next time I travel.
0: The man who's responsible for all of this Freya Chocolate, uh-huh. Quick Lunch, is Johann Throne Holst. Okay. And he is our kitchen
1: god oh. of the week, despite
0: his non-godly nature. <sighs> he is our kitchen god. Can we work he was, into
1: some Norse mytholo- mythology? I don't see why not. Here? Let's do it.
0: He was not one of the dwarfs. <laughs> I hope good, for Johannes. So Johan was born in eighteen sixty-eight. He was a Norwegian industrialist and politician with the liberal left party. Uh, he was born in Trondheim and Trondheim's really cool too. It's founded in nineteen ninety I'm sorry, not nineteen ninety-seven. Nine hundred ninety-seven. Okay. So a long a time long ago time in 997 it was a trading post uh and it was the viking capital mm-hmm. essentially of Norway which can you imagine what the service was like there or you know,
1: <laughs> the service
0: I imagine surly
1: It's probably or... cool though I mean just if I mean if just just thinking about what we picture mm-hmm. viking it's, trade to be you know
0: Yeah I mean they did not awesome. have horned helms Vikings were actually magnificent at blending in once they got to a place hmm. so they were famous for assimilation okay that's why you know they got so far they would you know not it wasn't necessarily always raping and pillaging villages once Honk you got to India, them
1: no they were taken over it from was, within.
0: yeah becoming a part of it and yeah. they were they you know women were incredibly important in the culture as well there were shield maidens that were on the ship's just as much as the men. Okay. Maybe not just as much, but they were, you know, this was definitely a presence that they had there. It was really really incredible. Viking area was era was 793 to 1066. Okay. So that was kind of the end of it for them. So Trondheim is this giant fjord. So it's about a third of the way up in Norway and it's kind of in the middle of the country, but because of the way the coastline works, it comes all the way in and there are these giant beautiful fjords there. So the weather is beautiful all year round. I mean, it gets cold, but it's not going to be frozen over. It's not the frozen tundra we kind of Got picture it. reindeers hopping around on and such. Um, so that's where he grows up. He grows up in Trondheim, which was founded by our yeah. King Olaf Tryggvason, the, the, the guy our who killed-
1: who... Wow. Yes. Okay, hold on a second. So there, So there is a little bit of a mythological connection here
0: Sure. Sure. Yeah. He lived in Trondheim where King Olaf actually lived. And when yeah. he was, um, so King Olaf, when he was in Sicily on some rampage, a <laughs> seer tells him that he's going to survive a terrible attack and okay. then he's going to convert to Christianity. Okay. All of which happens pretty much immediately after he sees the seer, which makes me wonder
1: mm.
0: you know, did she put out a hit on yep. him? Something terrible happens to him. He, he survives this terrible attack and immediately builds the first church, Christian church in Trondheim. Okay he made a bunch of good Christian soldiers who could then kill all of Freya's poor warring Kings. Mm. Yeah. So Johan who grew up in Trondheim had gone to a trade school in Hamburg and then returned home to work with his dad, who was a merchant, um, you know, just running a shop in 1892 though, when he's 24 years old, he goes to Oslo and buys a recently started chocolate factory. Now, I'm thinking that once they had gotten all of the equipment and everything up and running, they realized how much money it costs to run a chocolate factory and they couldn't, they didn't have enough capital to keep going. And that's why this 24 year old nothing. So he was able to buy it kind of on the cheap. I've read varying reports also that he started there as a manager, okay. saw great potential and kind of leapt in and, and bought the place as Got soon it. as that he, as soon as he could. They were only producing dark chocolate. And at the time, Norway wasn't a rich country. Nobody could afford chocolate. And this was dark chocolate. It was incredibly bitter. Hmm. Uh, sugar's hard to come by. It's not the most popular okay. of products. In 1905, uh, 14 years after Throne takes over this chocolate factory, he introduces Freya Milkscholade. That's when he has figured out how to make this amazing milk chocolate. It goes gangbusters. People are loving it. It is so delicious. It's so different from anything else that they've ever had. And it's Norwegian. What he also introduces is the 48 hour maximum work week, which sounds like a lot, but back then people were working seven days a week or you were working 12 hour shifts consistently. You know, this is tough times. And yeah, yeah. Again, Norway, Norway is not a rich country at this time. To do a forty-eight hour work week was unheard uh, of, yeah. completely unheard of. Yeah. It was, uh, it was amazing. So he really wanted to take into account his workers' well-being. Interesting. Yeah. Now in Norway, it's about a twenty-seven to thirty-five hour work week. <sighs> yeah, they've Man. got it good, and they have so that's much nice time thing. off. Yeah, that's great. They, you know, so much paternity leave, so much maternity leave. It's, it's really, that is why. Their standard of living is so high. It's not okay. necessarily because of where they are geographically. It's because of the the way they've been taken care of as employees. And I mean, we can definitely learn learn from that. The, the sure. less you're working, what they found is that it's incredibly effective. If you only go in for four days a week, you will perform better on those four days a week because you know that's all the time yeah. you have to get your stuff done. Absolutely. Freya Chocolate was also the first to adopt a healthcare policy, hmm. a factory-wide healthcare policy. Everybody was covered.
1: So they didn't have they didn't have what we call socialized medicine yet. It was there was nothing. No. To do, okay,
0: not yet, not yet. That would come later. But yeah. yeah, at the time, it was if you work here, you've got so your taken care of. He might have of. been
1: he might have been the catalyst for that nationwide. Yeah, let's say he, that he. The I'm gonna, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna say that.
0: I will cautiously agree. Good. His workplace was very sophisticated. They had the top of the line machinery, making everything as you know simple and, and easy to perform as possible. Their cafeterias yeah. were beautiful. They had a cafeteria for the men and a cafeteria for the women, keep them separate. I don't Makes know why. Total sense. A head of the R and D department actually tapped a childhood friend from school. To do some artwork for
1: the cafeteria, so he okay. did twelve
0: paintings for the women's cafeteria and six for the men. And his name was
1: Edward Munch. Shut it's up! It's true. I'm gonna scream.
0: Ah, 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 ah. Do you think that's what they all were?
1: <laughs> just, yeah, just, but he's like
0: instead of screaming, he's like a, mm, this yeah. chocolate.
1: Mm. <laughs> it's the same picture, just <laughs> over, over here with slightly different facial expression. This one's the, the chocolate mm, sticking out this of that. One's mouth. The oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I certainly hope that's what they. They were.
1: His childhood friend Edward painted Edvard. The, painted the murals in the cafeterias. Mm-hmm. Or at least the paintings. paintings. Right. Sure.
0: Yeah. <laughs> they had uh they had a park for people to go and have their lunches in when it was nice and stroll around. It was just a beautiful, idyllic and you're making chocolate all day and it smells like caramelized milk chocolate. I mean, I can't think of a better place to work than this place they have to open up another one they've grown to they're growing 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 in 1916 they open up another factory in sweden Mm -hmm. but there's already something called freya not surprisingly in sweden so Uh it has to go by a different name called marabou okay m-a-r-a-b-o-u uh it's after the marabou stork which is featured in the freya packaging there's Mm -hmm. a little uh seal on the candy bar you can see
1: Uh there
0: with the marabou stork 1916 (laughs) they open up their other factory in sweden they couldn't make anything so they make this giant beautiful state-of-the-art factory and immediately they're shut down for two years because of world the world war so from 1914 to 1918 really there's massive shortages of chocolate and sugar but by 1919 they're totally ready to go and they start spitting out all these marabou bars which is a poor choice of phrase (laughs) In 1919, uh, Throne's son Henning runs the Swedish plant, okay. and it's just north of Stockholm. He created Dame. If you've been to IKEA, you've seen them in the red package. They're the caramel. Yes. Oh man, they're so good! They're awesome. So I'll chop those up and I put them in my oatmeal cookies.
1: Do you do you, do you go to IKEA just to get them, or do you, can you get them somewhere else?
0: I have. Yeah. You know what? Yeah, pretty much. There's a Norwegian candy or a Scandinavian candy shop in um, Soho which I hope is, is still there. And then we used to have a Norwegian delicatessen out here. What we could get Sulu, which is this orange soda, which is freaking fantastic. Wow. I had to get it for my husband for his birthday every year. He, that and Pulsa, you get these really nice hot dogs. Mm-hmm. So he made, he created the Dane uh-huh. uh, and Twist, which are like these little chocolate candies, but this is about the same, the same size as hard candies. Okay. Um, and the milk chocolate recipe that he'd used uh, was the same as Freya. Demand kept growing, and after 60 years, they had to move that factory to the Uplands. The Maribo chocolate also had the stork on it until the 1960s, but then for an ad campaign, they employed Yvonne Lombard saying, mm, "Maribo." Prince Sigvand of Sweden, the Duke of Upland, uh-huh. and a darn fine industrial designer, came up with this really beautiful, nifty rounded M logo. Okay. And that tied into the ad campaign mm, and they uh, just put that on all of no, the boxes of chocolate. She was like an chocolate. actress or something like Yeah, she's like this hotzi Totsy lady from it. from Days of Yore. So yeah, this was a completely family-owned business until 1993 when they wow. sold it to Kraft Foods for 3 billion Norwegian kroner. Oh. Just like Which you're going to ask me to 14
1: and a half dollars.
0: How much is 3 billion <laughs> Norwegian kroner? <laughs> She's, she's
1: asking Siri <laughs> three
0: hundred and fifty-one million
1: dollars. That's quite the conversion.
0: That's a lot of money. No,
1: yeah, it's not. If it's, it's, when you're expecting three billion. Oh, no, that's, a, that's a tenth of that.
0: Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's about what it like, is. Right. Yeah, you know, I don't know. I'll take it for a wow. chocolate company three hundred fifty-one million dollars. Awesome. When all they really do are these, you know, few different chocolate. Right chocolate type it's things but they awesome. are they have it's 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 what's it called it litestika norga a taste of norway a little taste of norway and they have such national pride in this it was nice to be able to have a chocolate bar that was not imported from sure. somewhere else and they yeah they take great pride in how it tastes different and is delicious and it's very
1: what are the swiss, oh, so what Norwegian. are the what do the swiss think of it with their uh, with their snootiness,
0: I'm sure their... they poo-poo it. Yeah. Oh, that's is fine for melting. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I can't do Swiss. That
1: was pretty that good. So, thanks. Yeah.
0: So yeah. Anyway, Kraft bought it, and it's still on the stock exchange. You can. It's MDLZ is their symbol. Okay. And it's fifty-eight dollars a share. I'll go
1: buy some right now. What does that convert to in some. in Norwegian? Uh,
0: Seventy-two thousand Norwegian oh, kroner. Hot
1: man. I know. A, well, wow. what are you gonna
0: do? <laughs> Throne would go on to serve on city council, where I think it's safe for us to assume, assume yes. that he uh, affected work schedules. And right, because the environment for working conditions. For when did he? He's did, like and, the grandfather and, of OSHA.
1: Yeah. When? So when? When did he? When did he pass away? So they sold in nineteen ninety-three.
0: 1946 oh, okay so in 1946 yeah all of his his sons took over the running of the company and then everyone had agreed to sell it off to Kraft, and you know make make a buttload of money sure
1: move on with their lives
0: why not yeah so when he died yeah his extended family took control until 1992 and then and then yeah off to craft
1: well good for craft it seems like they clean Maybe. up yeah Yes. what's
0: really great about this chocolate as well is whenever you are buying chocolate you want to make sure that you're getting something that's ethically sourced so ethically sourced doesn't just mean how they're treating their people and their farmers although that's a huge part of it mm-hmm. there's plenty of chocolate that you can buy everywhere that is taking advantage of child labor mm. or slavery like plat- practices on the ivory coast Eek. it's a very uh dark side of chocolate which there's Tons of literature that you can read 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 about, and you should actually, you know, I, I implore everyone to educate mm-hmm. yourself um, and and look it up. It's it's easy to find whether or not the chocolate you're eating is ethically sourced, and if it is, they will shout it from the wrapper because it's more expensive for them to treat the yeah, they need to, they need farmers. To
1: say it, yeah. Freya is still, even though
0: Freya is ethically craft, craft ethically craft crafted and-, and ethically sourced. So there's no palm oil in this product okay. and you want to look for products that don't have palm oil in it uh palm oil is made from a specific kind of tree and huge swaths of rainforest are just absolutely decimated and it's all the home to orangutans so mm. orangutans are uh suffering in great jeopardy suffering for our chocolate and i mean man palm oil it's cheap yeah it's easy to and process everything. and it, it's it's in everything and i, I don't know, I think it's that like, great for us to be mm. consuming either so Take a look, uh, and for milk chocolate as well. I mean, dark chocolate is only ever going to have in it cocoa solids, sugar, perhaps some soy lecithin as an emulsifier, okay. which is totally fine and normal. Uh, and then maybe some vanillin, uh, a little bit of vanilla extract. It should not have milk in it. Okay. Only milk chocolate should have milk in it. And But when you get milk chocolate, it's going to have a longer ingredient list because there's more things that you can start to add into it sure. to get this kind of texture. Uh, it's a little bit harder for them to work with, so that's when things like palm oil start getting added in to Got this it. junk. So make sure you're not getting that that done, and um, you should have some in your trunk, man. It's you know storm season. Chocolate is the <laughs> ultimate survival food.
1: <laughs> yeah, just not during the summer. Let's let's not take nice. make sure you take it out before the first you know before the first eighty degree day.
0: Eat it. Uh, there should be a holiday. Like the first day of spring is the day we eat all of our chocolate trunk from chocolate. From eat your trunk. All chocolate. our car our chocolate.
1: Is that is that where trunk or treating came from?
0: I think so. She <laughs> mm-hmm. <I> knew it. <laughs> and that's why I like to put on a mask and run <laughs> up behind people <laughs> and scare them. And Give me your trunk, trunk chocolate. chocolate. <laughs> She's got a lot of chocolate in her trunk. Yes, it truly is though a great survival food. There's protein, fat, carbs. It has a really good shelf life. Yeah. You know it shouldn't shouldn't melt until late spring there's no prep time easy to carry it's the perfect power source it also kicks off your serotonin so Mm -hmm. it makes you feel better about being trapped in a blizzard in your car yeah
1: might as well forget your you know your troubles and
0: (laughs) (laughs) help you forget that creepy lady coming up from behind your car as you're stuck in that stove (laughs) as
1: you go to get your chocolate realizing that she took it from you
0: yes uh (laughs) yeah so chocolate's your best bet nice full of antioxidants Go get some today. And that is why Johan Thronholst is our kitchen god with his chocolate named after a Norse god.
1: That is fantastic. So we got some actual gods and goddesses wrapped into this. this This, Yeah, good times. This story had it all.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you everybody for tuning into episode 27 of the kitchen gods podcast. Ooh. Uh, check out our website. I am slowly getting full blog posts up for each of our episodes. Nice. So there are any um, recipes you're interested in, there'll be more photography. You can revisit all of your favorite episodes. What's your Why favorite not? so far? I really love the oysters.
1: That was a good one.
0: Um, I like Lydia. I like our first one too. Yeah. Um, I don't know what about you?
1: I kind of I kind of circle back to the Colonel Sanders one just because it's such it's just a crazy that was story. Fun. Yeah, it's, Benihana
0: it's, was really fun too. Yeah,
1: that's that was that was fun. Oh, and the um the ramen noodles with yeah. Yeah, I really story. love that ramen
0: noodles one too. So I'm doing another t-shirt with the ramen with a uh, you know, ramen with little police badge and stuff. Nice. So that'll be up. Oh, so we'll get some new t-shirts up there too yeah i really love the ramen one too it's one. so funny yeah I, I, i'm kind of trying to find this balance between culinary innovation and you know people culture, who are yeah. yeah culture and then also history like that that was yeah. yeah i mean that noodle one's a great example of somewhat of of a, of a melding of them both but yeah. unfortunately it was such a you know those are few and far between yeah,
1: yeah. Um, probably more i mean there's it's it's endless i think when you when you start looking because you know the the crazy thing is is there everyone's got some connection to food at, at some mm-hmm. point you know the you know the paul newman story was was amazing yeah. out, out of nowhere right so fun.
0: good so freya chocolate feel free to send us some chocolate yes, or take us you. to norway i would love to go Either see your plant. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go to Norway. Yes, thank you very much. Uh, so, thank you again, guys, and thank you, Ken, for all your technical support and for, and for being my sounding board and everything. Ken helped me figure out my headphones and mics hitch. So,
1: she's got all, awesome. ki- all kinds of cool new tech going on over there. She's, you know, so many gadgets. We're, we're stepping it up audio wise.
0: Barely figure out a mechanical pencil and listen. There's like eight buttons on my headphones now. <laughs> It's all good. Well, thank you guys so much. And reach out to us on Instagram, kitchengodspodcast.com or on the website. And let us know if you have anybody you would love to hear featured and what your favorite episode was. All right, guys. Thanks. Thanks, again.